It's just after 1 a.m. here, and after that horrendous Rangers loss, I'm going to stay on the sad topics and talk about what's happening down in the Yankees camp, which happens to be sad, uh, specifically with Aaron Judge and all the injuries that are going on. Yet again, as we start the 2020 season, it carries over from 2019. And the common theme here with all these injuries, is not going to be here for a while, the common theme with all these injuries is they happened last year, and didn't and the players did nothing over the winter to solve them. Aaron Judge, so we should start with him, broke his first right rib. Um, they're shutting him down for two weeks. He'll get reevaluated then. Uh, it does nothing the two weeks off because the rib's been broken since September. So that's what almost six months. So you know, giving it two weeks plus six months, uh, that does absolutely nothing. Uh, and you're just wasting time. The rib's broken. It hasn't healed in six months. Go and get surgery and be ready by August. You've already wasted so much time by not going to your team, your team officials, your team doctors, and telling them that you have rib discovered. And at least he came out and said that. He's not making us question Brian Cashman's new medical staff, which he fired all of them last year. Rightfully so, no one could stay on the field. He brought in a whole new medical staff, and if Judge didn't say that it was his fault, I think we'd be pointing the blame at this medical staff, which you can't because all of these injuries are coming from last year. Luis Severino had forearm tightness in the playoffs last year. Giancarlo Stanton hasn't been healthy in a year and a half. Now Judge has been hurt for six months, and no one said anything to the team. So, yeah, maybe there's something going on with the Yankees' uh, medical staff. But right now, it looks like it's the players' fault. It's the players' responsibility to speak up when something feels wrong with their bodies. Now, I'm no health expert. If you know me, you know that. It's pretty clear. But when you're that muscular and that big, putting all that pressure on, and you're going to see how much of a medical expert I am, on the stuff in your arms, the, 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 what do you want to call it? The muscle or the, the ligaments, all that pressure from the way you built up your arm and then swinging as hard as you can, cannot be healthy. And exhibit A and B, Jean, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. Now I pointed this out the other day, not on my show, but in the conversation with someone else. In baseball, you don't have to be in great shape. Two guys off the top of my head, Justin Verlander, three guys, Justin Verlander, Peter Alonzo, and Michael Conforto, do not have sexy bodies. Yet they're still able to perform at a high level. Why? Because you don't need to be muscular in baseball. You don't need to be built like an offensive lineman to hit the base, hit a baseball. That's what's great about the game. You can you can be any any shape or size and have success. So it's not fair to blame the Yankees medical staff for Judge and Stanton being this big. Being this muscular. I don't know if this is the right I I don't know if that's right. That's just me assuming. And assuming never really works out well. But that's the number one thing I point to. The Yankees are filled with these big guys. Guys are all muscle. When Luke Voigt posts videos on Instagram of him handing a tire, 
Yeah, Yankee fans hold their chests. They're nervous. And when Boone came out today, said Gary Sanchez has back soreness. Was there any Yankee fan here who didn't expect the worst? Did anyone think this is a minor injury? With this team, you have to see it to believe it. I'll believe Gary Sanchez is only sore and Gary Sanchez is only healthy when he plays on Monday, like Boone said. Until then, I'm thinking the worst for him. And why shouldn't I? Everyone gets hurt on this team. Specifically, Gary Sanchez is hurt twice every year. And good on cash from bringing in Ionetta, Tolley, and Kratz. Just for some depth. Because you don't want Kyle Higashioka. I love Higashioka. You don't want him starting 83 games this year. Sanchez needs to play 120 games this year. And especially now that Judge is done. I'm, I'm calling he's done for the year. Like I said in my open. After six months of all this. And you're only giving it two weeks to heal. That's a recipe for disaster. Why would it heal in two weeks if it's been broken for six months? I get they all want to avoid surgery, but 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 at some point, you're only hurting the team. Aaron Judge is supposed to be the face of this team. Everyone fell in love after his monster rookie year. And ever since then, he hasn't been himself. I get 2017, it was the fluke injury of winning get hit in the wrist by the Royals. He gets a pass for that. But ever since then, he's constantly hurt. For a player who's a face of a team, it doesn't cut it by playing 110 games. You had to play 150 games. And there were people calling for him to be the captain. You can't do that playing 105 games. So yeah, I'm expecting the worst for a judge. Because he didn't speak up. That's his problem. And it's going to hurt the team too. Because I put together my 13-man offensive side of the roster. Which I'm going to list all 13 now. Sanchez, Voigt, LeMahieu, Urshela, Torres, Talkman, Gardner, Frazier, Andahar, uh, Higgy, Ford, Wade, and Estrada. That should be 13. So your outfield now, Talkman, Gardner, Frazier, and maybe Andujar, who's still learning, you've left him in a really, really bad spot. All because you didn't say something. So now if Miguel Andujar has to play left field, and there's no doubt that he'll be fine in left field, along with Clint Frazier, you don't need to be gold gloves as long as you hit, you're going to play. But if, they end, if there's a walk-off single and Andahar or Frazier throws it over Sanchez's head, a winning run scores on a single, everyone's going to point to Judge. You're not in the field. That's why you, didn't, you, you could have been there to make that throw. And even the guys in the outfield right now, Mike Talkman, Brett Gardner, Clint Frazier, we know what Clint Frazier is. If you give him a 120 games, or 110 games, or even 100 games, he's going to put up real solid numbers. But as for Mike Talkman and Brett Gardner, yeah, I want to believe they're going to repeat what they did last year, 
But do you really think that? Do we have all this faith in Mike Talkman, who's been the high AAA? He's always been good at AAA, but he struggled a bit in the majors. Do we think he hits 300 again? Yeah, the optimistic side says yes. There was that stretch in August where he couldn't get out. Then the injury got to him, and he missed the playoffs. He's great with the glove. And I think this offense can support him if even if he's hitting 190. If he's hitting 190 in June, are we going to look at Judge say, where are you? We could use you right now, but you didn't speak up. And Brett Gardner, 28 home runs last year. He was 36 or 37 years old. Is he going to do that again? I don't think he hits that many home runs again. He's not fine wine. He doesn't get better with age. And even look at Gio Urshela. He was released by the Blue Jays. The Indians kept him in AAA. Yankees got him for nothing. Now he's the starting third baseman. Put up great numbers last year. If he does it again, yeah, he's an all-star. He he showed us. But do you think Gio Urshela has that kind of year again? I really don't. I think we see Andahar back at third base at some point this year. If Rochelle is that bad. And after Talkman, Gardner, and Frazier in your outfield, if you want to throw an Andahar, go ahead. This 26-man roster, or even go further, 40-man roster, doesn't house another outfielder. And the one man left on the 40-man roster is Esteban Floreal, who hasn't played above single A yet. And yes, he's an outfielder. But you're not bringing a 22-year-old up who hasn't even reached double A yet. Yeah, Dario Estrada and Tyler Wade can be corner outfielders, and they can be pretty well. They can be pretty good. But you only have three outfielders on the roster now. And again, I have no doubt that Andahar will be fine in the outfield, along with Clint Frazier. But you put yourself in a really bad spot because... Aaron Judge didn't say anything. And I know I'm pointing all, I'm pointing my finger at Judge here. It's not entirely his fault. At some point, the medical staff of last year, I'm not putting it on the medical staff this year, the medical staff who is no longer employed by the Yankees, they should recognize something. If you go back and watch the video of the game against the Angels back in September, you can see Judge is clearly shaken up after he dove. And no one went and said anything. So like I said, you have three outfielders on the roster. And then Wade and Stroud will be your corner outfielder backups. I want to talk a little about the fifth starter too. Actually, no, no. Before we get there. There's a guy named Rosel Herrera who's tearing up in the spring training. He's hitting about 600. There's a chance that this guy makes the roster. Because Aaron Hicks could realistically be moved to the 60-day DL, which keeps him off the team until June. If you don't know how this for, if you don't how, if you don't know how the 60-day DL works, when you're put on the 60-day DL, first of all, you have to be out 60 days. But it also frees up a 40-man roster spot to where you can add anyone from the organization which would probably be Rosal Herrera, 
No, I thought about it, and the Yankees seem to think that Hicks could be back at some point in June. So you're also running a risk if you put Hicks on the on the 60-day DL. Unless you know for sure he's not going to be back till late June or late July, then don't put Hicks on the 60 on the, on the 60-day DL. But if Rosel Herrera does somehow make it on, and the only way he gets on is either if you DFA a pitcher or Hicks goes to the 60-day, Mike Ford might go down, or Dario Estrada might go down. I think Tyler Wade's fight on here is safe. But even that, Rosal Herrera isn't an outfielder. He's just like Tyler Wade. The guy plays anywhere. He's not a natural outfielder. He's a natural middle infielder. And then for Giancarlo Stanton, he hasn't even resumed baseball activities yet. You gotta, he, he gotta think he's closer than Judge at this point. And a couple days ago, Judge was saying that he thought he was gonna be ready for for opening day. And look where that ended up. And Stanton's another guy you can group in with Judge. As for, he knew his injury last year, didn't say anything. And then this year, gets into spring training, and the medical staff has to force him to look himself. This is another guy that's huge, specifically in the muscle area. All that pressure on all those ligaments, I can't imagine it being healthy. Even when you have Stanton in the lineup, who's not a great fielder, he's still an outfielder. And you feel a lot com- more comfortable than Miguel Andahar. Stanton can throw the ball. <laughs> it's, very, it's very simple. Stanton can throw the ball from the outfield. I don't know what Miguel Andahar's arm looks like from left field. But Stanton's the right fielder. And if Judge is going to be off for a long time, Stanton needs to step it up and get through this injury and get back on the field because the Yankees need him. Severino's another guy that came into camp. He knew he was hurt. Didn't say anything. Now he's done for the year. If he said something in the playoffs or he said something right after the playoffs in November, he's back earlier than he is next year. He still misses all this year. But there's conversation next spring of him being in the rotation. Now he's got to wait till June or July of 2021. Yeah, these guys do it to themselves. Mind they do it to themselves, but they also hurt the team in the process. So over to the pitching. We still know that Garrett Cole's your first starter. Number two now would have to be Tanaka. And you thought he would be the three-starter, but now Paxton's still out. They think Paxton comes back late May, early June. At least this guy's making progress. We hear about him. We don't hear about anyone else. So at least Paxton's coming back. So you can insert him sometime in June. But as for now, J.A. Happ is your third starter. There was talks in January of J.A. Happ would be in your rotation. And now he's your third starter. But the good news out of all this is that Jordan Montgomery becomes your fourth starter. And now the fifth starter, in my eyes, is down to two guys. It's Johnny Loisaga and Mike King. Now I'm leaning towards Loisaga now. In the, earlier in the spring, I was all for um, Mike King. Just because how good he's been in the minor leagues. And I trust him in, in the rotation more than I do Loisaga. But I watched Loisaga pitch today at Leacom Park in Bradenton. 
His stuff is really good. Now it's a question of do you want him in the bullpen or do you put him in the rotation? Yeah, I lean towards the Loisiga. But at the end of the day, I do think the Yankees go to an opener in the fifth spot. Now, I'm not a fan of the opener, but if you're going to win games doing it, then yeah, I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board for winning games. But I'm more of a traditionalist. I like the fifth starter, but if you're going to win games, then use the opener. I like Loisiga in the bullpen too. I go back and forth on this, but today I kind of set my opinion on I like him in the rotation. But he's on the 26-man roster either way, either in the rotation or in the bullpen. My king, I don't know. I don't I don't know if my king makes it. But as as for Loisiga, he and Sessa can share that fifth or sixth starter spot where if there's ever a minor injury, they can jump into the rotation for a start and they can split that game. Or they can serve as the opener as Chad Green did last year. There's a lot of things you can do nowadays with the pitchers. And that's just until James Paxton comes back in June. And then everyone will slide down a spot with the exception of Cole. So Tanaka become the three starter, half the fourth, and Montgomery the fifth. And that would evidently push Loisga and or King back to the bullpen. Or King to the minor leagues. So that's the Yankee breakdown as of right now from spring training. Um, I pointed out this to myself. The Yankees need a minimum of 13 uh, hitters on the roster. Um, their 40-man roster consists of, I think, around 16. And then three of them are hurt. No, maybe it's 17. 17. Three of them are hurt, and one of them is Esteban Florio, who I mentioned didn't play above double A. So everyone on that 40-man roster now is going to make the team. There's going to be no cuts from the offensive side on the 40-man roster. Now, yeah, that's cool. And they're so lucky to have all this depth. Yeah, Dario Estrada and Tyler Wade probably wouldn't be on major league teams if there, if it wasn't for the good Yankee infield. They probably wouldn't start anywhere. If you put them in Baltimore, maybe they platoon. Maybe Estrada. Estrada was a top prospect, but Tyler Wade, not so much. You're still really lucky to have these guys on, on, on the bench. And you saw all of them step up last year and group these guys in with Talker and Urshela. Do we think they do it again? I don't know. None of us know. It's all of a question if they can do it again. But I'm still looking forward to the season. My expectations are still really, really high. Because last they did it without Judge and Stanton. And you have to think at least Stanton will play this year. You get a little better. You added Cole, right? You have to get better. And the Red Sox went down. The Astros went down. The only real competition here is the Rays and the Twins, who I think they'll take care of pretty easily. They always do. Aaron Boone isn't going to be on the hot seat. He's going to be your manager. He's really good. Two or three hundred win seasons. This guy's going to be your manager for a long time. He's really good. Um, we got a lot coming up uh, in the couple in the next coming weeks. Uh, I did this one. This wasn't on a schedule, but I just I just felt like recording. 
Um, this Thursday coming up is my fantasy uh, preview podcast, fantasy baseball preview podcast. Um, I got a bunch of guys from the uh, fantasy league to come in and sit down and break down their top fives and we debate a little bit about uh, some of the players. That's coming out on Thursday the 12th. I have a fantasy football show scheduled for the Thursday after that. I think that's the 18th or the 19th. Did I say fantasy football? I meant football free agency. And I'm having Frank from um, the Clubhouse Sports Podcast to come on, and he's going to give me his thoughts on all the on the on the free agents and uh, what it means to the two local teams, Giants and Jets. And the week after that's opening day, Yankees Mets season previews along with uh, predictions with Judah. So it's going to be packed as we get ready for opening opening day, and of course I got the 2020 MLB season completely covered. I got a lot of ideas for it. And then if you look ahead, they got hockey, playoffs. Hopefully the Rangers are still in the conversation. As we get closer to opening day, I'll do a couple shows on them. But it looks like the Islanders will make the playoffs. There's a lot going on in the next couple weeks, and I'm really excited. But as for now, you can follow the show on Twitter at MDMPod. I'm on Twitter, too, at Joe Morales underscore. Uh, This has been the MDM Podcast.